Welcome to another episode of Behind the Dreamers. I'm Jennifer Loading, and we are talking to the achievers, the creators, the magic makers, and the dreamers. These are our friends, these are your friends, and they are living the extraordinary. I want to open up with a quote today. The best way to find yourself is to lose yourself in the service of others, and that is by Gandhi. All right, so my guest today has been a financial advisor, a multiple business owner. She says her experiences have prepared her to engage in many business industries effectively, but her servant's heart is the gift she prides herself on the most. She loves to serve. So you guys are in for a treat today. But before we do that and bring her on, we have to do a shout out to our sponsors. So today's episode is brought to you by Walt Mills Photography. If you are a creator needing post-production, consultation or promotion, Walt Mills is your guy. Whether short films, YouTube films, photography work, or a new headshot, he can help you find a solution to match your needs. To learn more about Walt and his work, go to photosbywalt.com. We also want to give a shout out to our friend Chris Clow of Upbeat Media Productions. If you are in need of turnkey special event production, Clow is your go-to. You can learn more about him at upbeatmediapro.com. All right, so it's time to get our guest on the show. Super excited to bring her on today. Melanie Jones is the owner and founder of Frisco Gift Basket Company, a business corporate gifting service that provides a solution to market penetration, increased closing averages, and solid client retention. As a mother of two, one of which is autistic, Melanie says she's grateful every day and wishes to give to others in any way she can. Whether it's sharing her story, being a support to other parents of autistic kids, giving to Operation Underground Railroad, or sharing some of her business acumen, she is here to talk and walk with you as we journey together. So welcome to Behind the Dreamers, Melanie. We're super thrilled to have you here today. Thank you, Jennifer. I'm so excited to be here. I appreciate this opportunity. We are going to get this right today. Second time's a charm, right? So to our audience... I'm just going to be like, is great when it works. Yes. Mm. I'm just going to be like raw and authentic. Like Jennifer is challenged when it comes to technology sometimes. And go, sometimes girl. we Call just, it out. Call exactly. It out. Sometimes we just don't get it right. So for our mm-hmm. guest, we are recording this again because somehow our recording just decided to stop. So <laughs> Maybe later you can edit it together. We'll work exactly. It out. Exactly. So I'm excited to have you here. You're an awesome person doing great things. I know you've got a couple businesses happening right now. So I want to open this up and talk about what you're doing. Tell us a little bit about this gift basket and what's going on right now with Melanie. Sure. Okay. So, so the Frisco gift basket company is evolving. Um, We're taking the basket out because I don't really put anything in a basket. Um, I've been in gifting since 2005. And when we moved here in 2015, my son who has autism wasn't transitioning very well. And I knew I had to take a break. So I put the, put the brakes on. And it gave me an opportunity to examine everything going on in Frisco. Demographics, what businesses were coming in, what industries were here. Where, how did I see myself now at this point? It was a great opportunity to rebrand and take a very focused approach. Um, and I've been very intentional ever since. And so it took a year to do that. And then that's how I came up with my name. I knew I wanted Frisco in there because the city of Frisco was all over the news. They were all over everywhere. Best place to live, best place to raise a family. Best place to buy a house if you're a young family, right? We hit every category. Frisco's checking all the boxes. Then all of a sudden we're hearing we're we're sports capital USA. And I knew that hospitality and um, uh, professional sports were the industries that I wanted to target first. So kept making sure my son was all right. Took a couple more years before I had all my things in place, finding vendors, getting the right person to do my website, logo design, all the things. I really took my time, really, truly set my intention. Um, and I'm glad I did. 
because I knew that this time around, I wasn't as interested in transactions. I knew this time around, all of my business was going to come from relationships, regardless of how long that took. That's a scary one, right? Mm-hmm. Because when we start a business, we got to make money. Um, but I knew that I didn't want to do it that way. I did it that way the first time. It worked. I had success. But I can tell you that it wasn't as meaningful as it is now. Right? right. And so um, that's how I began. We officially launched in August of 2019, right before COVID. We were making all kinds of traction. Corporate uh, contracts were being signed. All kinds of things were going on. I brought on a big hotel. And then I got sick with what was COVID and didn't know it at the time. And then that was in February of 2020. And then the shutdown happened in March. Yikes. But I will tell you that COVID created two categories of people. You either find that you were COVID blessed or you were COVID cursed. I wound up with a COVID blessing. I started meeting the people that I needed to meet. It slowed everybody's process down. And it increased my online presence. And people were asking for gifts all the time because people needed something to make each other feel happy. And I found that my company was being used for um, uh, corporate networking events online, corporate happy hours, trying to keep all the employees connected. And then Christmas was a big one in sending those gifts. But as time has evolved, I'm going to take the basket out. We're rebranding at the end of the year because I don't put anything in a basket. Um, All of my containers are unique from branded boxes to things that clients can use aftermarket, which reminds them of who gave them the gift, which honestly is more important than putting your logo all over everything. I mean, logo is important, but it's kind of like Tabasco sauce. A little goes a long way. You don't want to go crazy with your spice. (laughs) Set everything on fire, right? Because then your meaningful gift turns into a marketing ploy and then nobody wants that, right? And so I tell my clients all the time to be cognizant of the why. And that's the first question I ask. What are we trying to accomplish with this gift? Some people look at me like I'm crazy. Others get it. And the ones that don't, I, you know, go into some more detail as to, as to why, but really, truly, this is a consultative approach. And that's what I am. I'm more of a marketing consultant than I am anything else. Cause I've been, I've been involved in business multi-sector for decades. Yeah. I like that. And I think I love the Tabasco metaphor. That's great. I, I that, that, you know, I learned something new every time I do an episode, that'll be one I right? won't forget. Right. Like I'll be Ooh. like the Tabasco. You don't want to go crazy with that yeah. stuff. Right. But I think, yeah. yes, the marketing thing, we were kind of talking about that before. I think that marketing thing is huge because so many people think they have to put everything in the forefront, like get it all out there. Right. And, mm-hmm. and people attach meaning to things. And when they can feel things. It's kind of like what I use, like when you're fight, watching a fight, like a, say a UFC fight, for example, when you're watching the fight, right. that's all reptilian brain, right? Like it's bling, 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 bling. Mm-hmm. But then when the, when they interview the fighter, right. And they start asking him, tell me what you were going through. Now, all of a sudden we start putting meaning to this because we can feel yeah. him, like what he's talking yeah. about in his pain. We right. start tapping into another part of the brain. And so I think this whole idea of how do we paint pictures, right? So I like the idea that you're saying, well, I'm going to pull the basket out. We moved to this container that they can use again. There's meaning to this, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I think it's I think it's great. It's smart. It's brilliant. And um, I, I give you kudos for the marketing aspect of that. Thank you. I appreciate that. And, you know, I just got back from Las Vegas again. I go there a lot. I've got um, several clients out in Las Vegas. I'm very fortunate to work with some of the hotels on the Strip. And um, one of the uh, uh, trade shows that I just went to was for international meeting planners. And so 
Um, I didn't, I didn't spend tens of thousands of dollars on an exhibition booth because I couldn't work the booth and also meet everybody all at the same time. And so, uh, I showed up with one of my branded boxes that I provide to a lot of hospitality and professional sports and walked around with it in my hand and made a lot of, um, relationships, believe it or not, really connected with people again, very intentional, right? Um, I was careful about who I stopped to talk to. Um, I was careful about the things that I shared with them so that it, they knew that I was there to really truly be an asset to them as opposed to trying to sell them something. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Right. Cause it's all about what value do you bring? Because people that are there that are meeting planners or they're with a visitors and convention bureau are inundated all the time by people who either want something from them or want to sell them something without really regard for, does this provide you a benefit? Am I helping you? Am I going to truly be that resource for you? Which is how I purport myself whenever I talk to people. My goal is to be a resource for you. And once that stops, then, you know, I'm not useful anymore. Right. So I want to be useful to people. Um, And I can't do that if I don't at least start to talk to them about what it is that they need. So it's always me asking them questions as opposed to me talking about me. Yeah. But then the box was there, right? And it was an open door to say, well, this is one of the things that I do. It could help you. Maybe not. I don't know. But I'd like to learn more. Is it okay if we exchange information and follow up after? And um, it resonated with some people because I've had several already reach out to me asking for information, asking me what I would recommend they use and seeing that's the key, right? That was somebody who saw me as the consultant that I am. And it elevates my category when that happens. I'm no longer just this little old lady at her table with a gift basket, right? Because I'm not a little old lady, first of all. No. And I don't put anything in a basket. Yes. You are a container. You bring your containers and you're not an old lady. I am not an old lady. I don't go to Hobby Lobby and, oh my God. And you bring actually said that to me once. Don't you go to Hobby Lobby and just get some stuff? And I said, no. (laughs) You bring bring your your pizzazz with you, your sass and your pizzazz and- I do. You're fun. And I am a little sassy. Mm-hmm. But that's okay. fun. Yeah. Right? I agree. Brings fun. Yeah, absolutely. So you've got some new new announcements, new businesses coming up. Am I correct? Something yes. in so, the works? So last year I started the Studio Gourmet, which was a wholesale food distribution company meant to help people in my space who were doing this all over the country who need to source items and maybe can't make minimums and have challenges finding what they're looking for. Cause I go to trade shows all the time looking for unique items that you're not going to see on your grocery store shelves. Cause once that happens, the specialness of the gift goes right out the window. Right. right. Um, and then I've got melon coal coming. So now that we are, we are truly stepping into the space that I had intention for us when I started the Frisco gift basket company, which is luxury hospitality, large corporations, professional sports, And the Frisco Gifting Company, once I take the basket out, is still going to be around and we're still going to offer really cool stuff to people. But Melon Cole has been born. I own the domain name. We're working on website and logo right now. I'm super excited because this is really going to be dedicated to those very large, um, both boutique and large hotel brands that everybody knows, right, from name recognition, as well as international hospitality. Um, And this was a great show for me, too, because we had some people there from foreign countries at their visitors and convention bureaus. Um, and so Melon Coal is really going to be dedicated toward that side. And the smaller to medium-sized businesses that still need my help and my counsel are going to get it through the Gift Frisco Gifting Company. But yeah, so I'll have three businesses by the time January rolls around. Woohoo! 
Good for you. Let's do this. That's right. So, okay. So, you know, this is great. I love everything that you're doing. And, and I, like I said, I just, I think you're incredible. You're just, you're make a doer maker kind of person, just make it happen kind of person. You know what I mean? And I love that about you because I can resonate with that. I'm kind of similar in that way when it comes to things, it's like, let's just get it done and make it happen. But the thing that I really love about what we do on this show is we really like to dive into the, you know, the behind this, this dreamer, because I think as entrepreneurs, people or people that are dreamers, a lot of times people look at us and go, Oh, well, you're just lucky. Or you had this happen or, you know, the, the things fell in line in alignment for you. And, and you and I both know that, no, it does not work that way. There's a lot of things no. that go behind the scenes that we have to do to make that happen. And so in all of this, you know, you're, you're, you're a mom, you know, to two kids and, and one special needs. And which I think is incredible that you're being able to operate from that space, having that and also operating your businesses and doing all those things. I want to know maybe in all of this, what has probably been the most challenging thing for you? I, I mean, maybe in this journey going through opening the businesses or transferring from, you know, from here, you know, from there to here. Right. I, I would say the hardest part that continues to be an issue is when my husband travels because he has a job job right and he's been traveling for his job for 20 plus years of our out of our 32 year marriage um it was a lot easier to manage when my daughter was the only child for the first 13 years of her life right and as a neurotypical kid it wasn't a whole lot to worry about once i had chad but see when i had my son i had quit my corporate job and that's when i and i had started this this uh, gifting company in 2005 on the side to get it going before I quit my corporate job three years before he was born. Then when he was born, I quit my corporate job and moved into the space hundred percent full time. But the challenge has been when he's out of town and now I'm juggling everything, right? Cause that's meal prep and cleaning the house and doing laundry and making sure he goes where he needs to go. And every day of the week after school, he's either got occupational therapy. He's got other kinds of therapy. He's got a golf lesson right? He's got church on Wednesday nights. And so I find like last night I was sending emails at 11 o'clock PM because I got stuff to do. I had an IEP on Tuesday that took over two hours. So that was two chunks of two hours out of my day, huge chunk from nine 15 till after 11 before I got home. Um, and so it's those kinds of things. And I don't mind. My priority is always has been, and always will be my kids first, right? Cause it was my choice to have children. I wanted these two babies and I pour into them like no other. Um, but I would say juggling that time. And I've found myself really having to take a step back and go, where can I delegate some of this elsewhere? And then where can I detach myself? And I think that as all women, we go through that, right? A lot of us are married, not all. A lot of us have kids, but not all. But the ones that do, we find ourselves torn, okay? And we find ourselves feeling guilty when things fall through the cracks, because they are. Sometimes the bathrooms just don't get clean the way I'd like them to be in a timely manner because I got other stuff going on. I've got a pile of laundry like no other sitting down waiting for me right now. And guess what? It's going to have to wait because when we're done, I got meetings and deliveries to make. So I had to learn to detach myself from those awful feelings that sneak in because they can really detract you from your goals. And I will say this to any ladies that are listening, you are more than just a mom. You are more than just a wife and you're entitled to go pursue the dreams that you want for you. Okay. This life is for you because eventually your kids grow up. Okay. And they move out of the house and they go on with their own lives. And then what's left for you. 
right? And so it's okay that the house isn't clean. It's okay that you didn't get to vacuum. And if you have a husband that gets mad, you can say, well, if it bothers you that much, this is where the outlets are. Have a good time. <laughs> Boom. I love it, Melanie. <laughs> Sorry. This is a partnership. You want to talk about partnerships? That's what a marriage really is. And I grew up the opposite of that, right? Very East Coast, conservative family. Female roles were extremely defined. Italian patriarchal kind of a situation in my house where girls were meant to do the housework. Boys were meant to go make the money. No, no, not in my world. When I got married, my marriage is the opposite of that. I love to cook, so I cook because I want to. My husband does the dishes every night. Wow. Every night. This so, is so ladies, it can be done. This is good, Melanie, because I was going to ask you your next question was going to be, you know, as a mom with a special needs kid, any advice mm -hmm. that you could offer? This is so great, but you, you kind of hit upon all the points that I – uh, like to talk about because for one, I'm in that space now where my kids are grown up now. So I'm sort of kind of empty nesting now. My youngest is traveling. My middle's in and out. The oldest is married. And I can honestly, you know, I think about this because as a mom in that space, like, you know, I feel like, first of all, there's no manual to parenting. There's never a manual to parenting. You just, you learn as you go, right? It's like everything we do in life. Parenting yep. is nonlinear, just like owning a business. You, you just, yep. when you think you have it figured out, you have absolutely nothing figured out. Right. And I cannot imagine being in this space now where I'm at and not having something that is mine. Like, because I have yeah. been a mom in my ch children's lives. I've been out of corporate for 26 years. I've mm -hmm. been in my children's lives, homeroom mom, PTA mom, field trip yeah. mom, like Girl right. Scout leader, you know, all yeah. of those pieces. And I've had something for myself the entire time that that has been happening. I've always had an outlet that was mine. So I see so many moms get into this space. We're on a whole nother conversation, but see so many moms get into this space when they right. get in that emptiness and they don't have anything. They don't, they don't know how they can't go back to work. They don't right. have anything and they're just stuck. And mm -hmm. so, yes, when you mentioned earlier about that, you are something more and then not feeling guilty. That was something that I, as a parent wrestled with very early on with my children, the feeling mm -hmm. guilty, like, am I leaving them, you know, with dad for a while, or am I leaving them with the sitter temporarily? You know, like sitter was like, they never went to a daycare that we had like those, like somebody might come in to babysit or like a drop off situation, but it was never like full-time babysitting, you know, but I would have those moments. And then I really got to a place where I was like, no, because here's my, my theory in this. And for people listening, when you're better, your family's better. When you're healthy, mm -hmm. your family's healthy. And so when you're doing Amen. things that you enjoy doing, that's adding value to who you are Absolutely. as an individual, you show yep. up differently. Yeah, for sure. And we all need our cup filled, right? However we get there, whether it's church or a women's Bible study or to go read a book for half an hour, you know, whatever it is, watch a favorite TV program. I don't care. Go for a walk, spend time with the dog start crocheting, whatever it is. We all need something. That's why hobbies are important. Um, but I will say that um, for women, there's a lot of pressure on us to do everything the right way, whatever that means. Right. And to, yeah. and to be in those roles. Yeah. And I just, I, I bucked that system a long time ago, long time ago where I said, you know what? No, I'm more than just what you're trying to make me, which is the maid. And I'm not interested in that. And I swore up and down when I was a teenager, I was never going to get married or have kids because my vision of what marriage looked like didn't match how I felt on the inside. I didn't like what I saw. So, but then here I am. I got married at 21. I've been married for 32 years and have two kids. I have a 27 year old daughter and my son is 14. So. 
There Girl, you, you giving me chills because I feel like you be you and I be sisters from another father or something. What is that saying they say? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was the same way. I was like, I'm never getting married. I'm not having kids. Like, I'm not doing yeah. any of those roles. Like, yeah. uh, no. You yeah, because it looked like it sucked. Yes. <laughs> no, and thank my, you. My family is kind of East Coasters too. So yes, I see, get some of the that. Same. And it really doesn't matter the ethnic background. That yeah. East Coast mentality is the same about where women belong. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was ingrained in us. And it yeah. was evident to me and my sister that my brother had way different parameters than we did. Mm. Yeah. Way different. Well, good for you. You're like, yeah. you're rocking it, girl. I love it. I love the, the, the whole, uh, just, yeah, I think you, sometimes Thank you just got to fight for yourself and you, you know, you got to be your own voice and advocate and you mentioned all these you things do. they can do. And Hey, if it's a business, go start yourself a business, right? Go start well, yourself a business and don't be told no and find and get a mentor, find somebody who's willing to pour into you. I do that for people all the time, whether I set an attention or not, if I have somebody and I'm having a conversation and I hear that they're having a struggle and if I have an idea, that hits me that can help them. I'm like, Hey, if you don't mind my saying, how about this? Nine times out of 10, they're reaching back out to me going, Oh my God, that was brilliant. I can't believe I didn't think of that. Thank you. You're yeah. welcome. Go get them. Cause I'll tell you something else that I struggle with right now. People look at me, especially ones in my own industry with envious eyes and with jealous eyes and covetous eyes. Right. And I see people in other industries that kind of view me the same way, right? Because here they think, oh, gift basket, whatever, your little business. And then they hear what I'm doing and it's like, well, where does she get off getting clients like that? And how did she, how did you do that? And I will tell you, nobody has overnight success. That doesn't exist. So when you see somebody on the precipice of making or precipice of making it really big, or at a point where they've really started to make some inroads in their, in their business and they're hitting those next levels, right? Kind of like I am. Don't be mad. Be happy for me. Because in this short amount of time, we haven't nearly had enough time to talk about the struggles that I went through to get where I am right now. Nobody knows about failed business partnerships, how I've been screwed over, how people have stolen money from me. We haven't scratched the surface in our short amount of time, but I can tell you, I'm the rule, not the exception. When you see people finally getting there, I encourage you to get out of your own way. Don't be jealous. Be happy for them, knowing that your turn is coming, right? It's going to happen for you too. You just got to go through your process. Pay your dues, I guess, however you want to put it. But for me, that's where I'm at. I, am, I have been working decades to get here, right? I started this in 2005 before then, going through all the jobs and doing what I've been doing. I've been in sales since I was 16 years old. You're talking about a sales career of 37 years, okay? I didn't get here by mistake. I didn't get here by accident. It took time. This was a road well-traveled and a big journey. So I encourage you all when you see people hitting it big and having those moments that are exciting for them, be happy for them because yours is going to come too. Yeah, that's beautiful. No, and I agree with you. I think that there is no overnight success. And I do, we, we've kind of touched upon that throughout this whole thing. People, you know, they see the outside. It's kind of like social media. They see the outside. They don't know what's going on on the other right. side of things. And right. we all have there is no shortcut to success. There really isn't. Every mm -hmm. once in a while, somebody does something that is you know, like Facebook or something is unique mm -hmm. and it's brilliant and, and it hits somewhere, you know, but it, right. we're not, that doesn't happen in normal space as an entrepreneur. And so we have no. to, or any, not even just even about entrepreneur, any yeah. real big goal that you want to succeed in, in, in life. In any job. 
any job that you might have. You know, I've had the benefit of a lot of really great sales trainers too, because I've been in corporate sales for a long time. And we always used to be told this, the only place in the world where success comes before work is in the dictionary. Mm. Yeah, love it. Right? Alphabetically, that's it. That's the only place that success comes before work is in the dictionary. Think about that, everybody listening. Yeah. Got to put the work in. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, you said some so many great things. And I know we're going to run out of time here, but I did want to ask you one final question before we round this out. What have you learned about yourself in this journey? You said, I, I feel like you touched upon several things in this, but any any real big takeaways for you? Oh, my. Yeah, I've learned I can. I have learned I can. I set a goal and I reach it. I love it. Absolutely. It's huge. And that's, and that's powerful because a lot of people struggle with that, right? That's a confidence thing. A lot of people, and, and the only way really to achieve that is to have these small successes that keep compounding, like, right. You just keep having these, but to get those successes, you also have to have the failures, the hiccups. Yeah. The misses. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. And I will tell you, if you build the relationships the right way, they will carry you through every single time. Yeah. Absolutely. We're going to have to get you back on another time to talk about it. this whole whole relationship thing. Because I feel like we've got so much more to talk about, but I know you've got places to be. And I'm so grateful that you jumped on here today to share some wisdom with our audience and sure. sprinkle some of your little sunshine on there. So if anybody listening to our show wants to learn a little bit more about what you've got going on, this, you know, with the to be container, <laughs> take it out the basket, where do we want yep. to send them? Okay, so they can reach me. They can go on the website, right? www.thefriscogiftbasketcompany.com. They can email me, melanie at thefriscogiftbasketcompany.com. And um, actually, and on the website is my cell phone number. They can call me if they want to. All right, perfect. Well, we'll make sure to. Okay. Mm -hmm. When this gets ready to go out, we'll make sure all the links and everything are attached so that they know where to find you. It's been awesome, awesome, awesome. And so, of course, we do want to say to our audience, if you enjoy our show, please be sure you give us a rating on iTunes and Facebook. We can't do this without you. Hit that subscribe button on the YouTube. That's where all the videos are. Go over there. You'll have fun on those. And uh, we want to leave you with, of course, a final thought. In order to live the extraordinary, you must start. And every start begins with a decision. You guys take care, be safe, and be kind to one another. We will see you next time.